You're tuned in to the ETPU Sportsnet, and this is the Texas Tiger Podcast. Live on the campus of East Texas Baptist University, this is the ETPU Sportsnet pregame show presented by our sponsors at Marshall Hometown Tire. Hi, everyone. I'm Kenneth the K-Rock Klein coming to you from uh, Tiger Studios here on the campus of East Texas Baptist University. And folks, we got a good one for you. It's a pregame show. And tonight... Our men's and women's basketball teams of ETBU are getting set to open up conference play against McMurray University. And it's going to be a great game, especially for the women's team, because for the first time all season, they're home. Like, seriously, they're back home for the first time. And my goodness gracious, it's been two months, but finally... The women's team are about to experience the thrill of being at home. Of course, as always, I'm joined by Mark T. Robinson and Mark... What is going through that thick head of yours as we're getting ready to open up a new a new uh, game? Well, I would just like to say, first of all, to all of our listeners and fellow supporters, Happy New Year. We exactly. survived 2020, and we have made it to the next chapter. That is the year 2021. So I'm excited. And like you said, Kenny, we're finally home. Have you ever been a part of a stretch like that where <clears> – <throat> All eight of our games have been on the road No, two months. No, never. I mean, I've heard of certain teams that have never been home because of some political campaign or everything, but I've never heard of been a part of a team that never had to come home because the schedule required them not to be home for two months as well. Obviously, we understand why, because any other year, you would have probably scheduled a home game or two or maybe three in the first two months. But hey... It's okay. You knew you were going to be back home. You just had to wait and out on the road. And that's why I admire and respect the women's team so much because they went on the road. They became road warriors. Like so far, eight and oh to start the season. By the way, that's the best start in program history. And they did it in against some really good teams as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to see what they are going to do in the rematch against McMurray. They faced off with them just before. Uh, the break on December 17th, and it's been about two and a half weeks since they've played a game. So it's always hard to kind of pick that back up. But uh, head coach Blake Arbogast is very confident that his team is going to uh, continue to put forth a, a great effort. Uh, there ain't no right now, but he's playing it as if it's 0-0. Everything it starts it's a fresh start. Conference play has begun, and we're ready to get it going here in our Nellis Gymnasium. Absolutely. I think it's one of the reasons. I think there's something with these conference games that we need to remind fans of. This is the real deal. Like, the first non-conference games, yeah, they, they're big if you want to talk about, like, being ranked and everything. But we're talking about conference games where you're only guaranteed, this conference is only guaranteed one spot in the NCAA tournament. And that goes to the winner of this conference tournament. So these, so this is the big part of the season. First First of all, you need to get into the conference tournament. That requires you to finish in the top four within your own division. And then you have to win the conference tournament, something ETPU did back in 2017 and 18 season. So, yeah, I mean, this is where it's the real deal. But starting things off, ETPU will be taking on McMurray University. They last played them on December 17th. Uh, they came away with a 76-59 to victory in that game. Of course, Hannah Hudson was the leading scorer for the Tigers. She tallied 11 points while... Uh, actually, 
uh, yes, 11 points, while Molly Dittmar finished with 10 points as well. And the Tigers have really had their way with McMurray lately. They've won their last six meetings as well. So, Mark, obviously, uh, when, when you think back to that game in Abilene, uh, what were some of the things that sort of stood out to you as far as the team play, the team concept, and what they could do uh, to hopefully take from what they learned the first time to the second time for tonight's game? Well, one of the things that I learned after talking to head coach Blake Arbogast is that even though they won that game by 17 points, they're such a, a solid team that head coach Blake was saying that he wants a little bit more out of his team. And just kind of watching uh, the game overall, there were some you know spacing issues here and there. There are some things that he wants to see cleaned up on the glass. But one of the things that the this women team women's team has done so well this season is execute you know the pace has been you know kicked in the high gear they've done a great job of coming into the half court or on a fast break situation and getting whatever they've wanted so far and even though they won that game as we said by almost 20 points uh coach was still looking at you know just little ways to get better and that's something that you have got to uh, – that's the kind of mentality that you have to have when you're a team that is 8-0 because it's hard to kind of critique yourself when you're winning. You're saying, well, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, but, I mean, we still won the game. But some of those things, as he said, won't fly when you play against these conference opponents as ASC play uh, is now underway. But one of the things that I, I like about what the team has done so far is that – they haven't gotten too high on themselves or too low on themselves. They kind of approach it in a business-like manner. But one of the benefits of playing these eight games, although most of them have been on the road, they've played probably more games than most of the teams in our conference because of the COVID situation. A lot of teams have had games postponed. A lot of games have been canceled. And that's the same case for us as well. We've had a couple games get postponed or whatever. But – We've been able to play eight games, and not a lot of teams in our conference can say that. So we've got the experience, a lot of experience under our belt. We've got reps. Now it's time to put it all together, make a run at another championship. I want another ring, Kenny. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for another one. Hey, I got a lot of rings that I'm asking for these days, and I wouldn't mind another ring from the women's basketball team as well. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I got to say, the people that I'm really most excited for on this team are the newbies. I mean, obviously – they have played their first eight games on the road, far away from, you know, loved ones, although there have been good cases for the loved ones as well. The last time, the last game they played at Harden-Simmons, we had some fans travel down to the game as well. So it's definitely going to be a very exciting time for all of those new kids as well to play in front of their parents, their loved ones, on an NCAA stage. I mean, this is not high school. This is not, uh, you know, youth leagues or wherever they may have played, maybe a YMCA or so. This is the NCAA. I mean, this is the big, this is as big as you can possibly get. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a pretty good segue because I actually got a chance to sit down and talk to some of the members of our uh, women's basketball squad, as well as head coach Blake Arbogast. This is what they had to say coming into Thursday night's matchup. Constantly reminds us that, our a no record is pointless like we're zero and zero right now and we have to stay locked in every single day and act like it's it's our last practice last time to be able to play like because you know a lot of teams out here they didn't didn't get the opportunity to be able to play games like we are and have a season 
But we were fortunate enough to do that. And we just have to remind ourselves and we're really good at being locked in and being serious when the time has to come. And I think we're going to be prepared for tomorrow in the game when that. It's exciting. We've been traveling a lot. So it's nice to, you know, not have to get on a bus and go play um, and just be able to play here with our fans and um, family to come and watch. And so, yeah, it's, it's exciting. You know, anytime you get to play, especially in a time like this, it's it's a blessing and it's going to be fun. And, you know, again, we're just so thankful for our administration and um, what the Lord has blessed us with to, to be able to play right now and compete because some schools aren't that fortunate. Today, we just have to go 1-0. and And what I mean by that, and our, our kids will back me on this, how can ETBU women's basketball get better today? Um, and if we got better, whether it was spiritually – physically, individually, whatever it was, did ETBU women's basketball go 1-0 and today? And that's the, that's the approach we're taking. You already know I'm always going to play that uh, secret agent spy role, Kenny. Got to get some, uh, some comments. But we kind of did a little divide and conquer, but we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. But, again, um, some of the keys to the game that I've kind of drawn out looking at this matchup is, you know, can't get complacent, like we said, 8-0. and And just because you beat this team by 17 doesn't mean that they haven't made adjustments themselves. A lot of teams have watched film, so they'll be ready. Complete effort on the defensive end. Uh, head coach Blake Arbogast wants to see better effort on defensive assignments, better rotations, and completing the game with rebounding. That's our third key of the game. Have to rebound the ball. There have been a lot of... Loose balls that have gone McMurray's way in that last game, even though the rebounding margin ended up being about even. Uh, head coach Blake Arbias wants to see that effort kind of uh, tilting more in ETBU's favor. Uh, locating shooters. There have been a lot of uh, good looks out of the sets that they've run, so they want to continue to do that. And keeping track of the Warhawks' best players. Uh, they don't want shooters to have easy looks uh, those are some of the things that he wanted to see cleaned up uh, coming into tonight. So we'll see what happens there. Absolutely. Talking about some of the best players for McMurray, you have Destiny Matthews. She's currently third in the ASC in scoring, averaging 15-7 points per game. Uh, it, obviously, the last time that these two teams played, the one thing that McMurray did well, they held ETBU to under 80 points, which broke a four-game stretch where ETBU scored 80 or more points as well. So, obviously, McMurray had some good things going for them, but the Tigers, of course, were able to come away with a win. Uh, McMurray's still looking for their first win of the season. They're on 3 right now. That's going to conclude uh, the women when we come back we're going to talk about the men's team and things that they need to do for tonight's game to open things up on a positive note at whataburger how do you make something that's already fresh even fresher by adding fresh new things like crisp pico de gallo for a little kick and creamy cilantro lime sauce for that extra whoa and two slices of pepper jack cheese because of course that's three new fresh things on top of two fresh beef patties, which all adds up to Whataburger's new limited-time Pico de Gallo burger. Good thing for fresh things. Good thing there's Whataburger. And welcome back. That was a commercial break. Now it's time to talk about the men's team as well. Uh, the men's team... 
you know, they're a young team. They're a team that has played very hard, but obviously the record is 5-3. and three. But, I mean, the only positive thing about it is, is that these are non-conference games, and, of course, they're going to be uh, playing some hard-fought conference games as well. The Tigers did beat McMurray University in their last game, but one thing that really plagued them early on was the fact that they got off to a bit of a slow start, and I spoke to Coach Lovell. We'll hear from him in just a moment. And one thing he said is that they turned the ball over so many times in the first half that it led them to being down. But by the time the second half rolled around, they were able to fix their turnover ratio to where they only had four turnovers as well. But, you know, this is an ETBU team that has played hard. They, they've tried their best. They've been in these kind of games. They've dealt with adversity as far as getting off to slow starts and being behind. But then they make things interesting. Last game against uh, UMHB, they were down by... 12 points with about, oh, two minutes left to go. And then the Tigers went on this incredible run. They took the lead, but they just weren't able to prevent UMHV from scoring the go-ahead basket that ultimately proved to be the game winner. So they're 5-3 and three right now. And unfortunately, the Tigers are going to be without Chris Haynes, who will be missing tonight's game at least due to an ankle sprain he suffered in the last game. So a tough loss for ETBU. But this is a team that they know how to play uh, when the adversity hits. It, now it's just a matter of them trying to, you know, put it all together to get a win. And tonight could be a good opportunity for them to open things up. Yeah, and one of the things that kind of gives you confidence that they can turn this thing around is just the fact that, like you said, in the UMHB game, they were down 12 with two minutes left. They came all the way back. I think they took the lead by one at one point, but then unfortunately – you know, a couple plays didn't go their way to finish out the game. But they showed you in spurts how great they can be as a unit. And I think every team kind of goes through that stretch where you're trying to put it all together. Sometimes, some nights, things come up short. Some nights they'll come together. You kind of go through that up and down where you're playing in a new system with a new head coach, with new, you know, expectations. And I think this team's going to be okay. I, I just think that they just need to have the proper reps. Again, just like the women's team, they played eight games. And the benefit that they have is they've played at least five, four or five more games than most other teams in the conference. But looking up and down of what this team has, you have guys, leaders like Landon Brown. And unfortunately, Haynes is going to be out for this week. But you've got Landon Brown. You've got Aaron Gray coming in. And you have guys like Logan Blow coming off the bench. We'll, we'll also hear from him uh, in a moment. But last time against this team, Blow had 22 points. You know, Charlie Cochran is uh, trying to, you know, find his rhythm. And one of the things that I want to really see out of, out of the men's team is kind of eliminating those slow starts. And, and, and Blow's going to talk more about that, as we said uh, a little bit earlier. But, Eliminating the slow starts, they they get behind by a lot. The same thing happened against McMurray when they were in Abilene. Is they got down, I think it was it was twelve, ten or twelve points in the first six minutes of that game, and they struggled to score. But once they find their rhythm, they're a tough team to stop, and they've shown that. And I think, as we said, with a team like this, you just gotta kind of be patient, let them buy in a little bit, let them continue to grow and get used to each other, and we'll see the results as the big tests are coming up here uh, in ASC play as we get to now the heart of the season. Uh, I can't wait to see 
how great this team can become when they put it all together. Absolutely. So you talked about Logan Blow, who had his comp thoughts on the team so far, what he thinks you know the team needs to do to kind of get themselves back on track as well. This is what he had to say. Uh, I think now is the perfect time for us to kind of bring everything together. Now that conference is uh, starting for us because we've been playing well for the most part, but with a 5-3 and three record, obviously we're not happy of where we're at. So I think now we can really tie everything together and uh, hopefully push for the run that we all are hoping for. So just like a big sense of urgency from the very beginning is what we've been pushing every day in practice and hopefully trying to implement through the games. I kind of like the Logan's, you know, honesty in that situation. He said, "Look, we're a good team. We just need to put it together. You know, five and three. It's not a great record to be at, but we feel like our best basketball has been played as well." And another guy that agreed with him was Coach Lovell. You know, he was also honest and said, "You know, I feel that we haven't played our best basketball yet, but I feel like that is set to come and a good chance as well." This is what Coach Lovell had to say on this situation as far as his team is concerned. Well, for us, you know, I think we're, we're still growing and learning who we are. You've got a, a brand new roster with a brand new coaching staff and, uh, we're in the process of figuring out our identity. And, and so we're still figuring things out, but I like, uh, the guys are working really hard. They're pushing each other. We're real together, uh, heading into, uh, this first conference game. And, um, you know, I think our best basketball is definitely ahead of us. Thank goodness we're not winning championships in November, December that that comes, you know, in March. We got a McMurray team coming in that we played in a non-conference game, you know, earlier this year that we were fortunate enough to win. And, you know, they're going to come in uh, refocused and, and better with their adjustments. And we are, too, obviously. But uh, we're real excited to kick it off. You know, we're going to be without Chris Haynes uh, on Thursday for sure with an ankle sprain. But hopefully we'll have him back, you know, for Saturday against Harden Simmons. And so some other guys are going to have to step up. But I feel confident and I like our chances. and I like our guys. And, you know, I, I was just thinking about this and all like, yeah, five and three. I mean, it's a positive record. It's not really a great record. But the one positive about all this is that these were non-conference games. And if you really think back to the games that they played, they were all winnable games. Like they didn't really have a bad game where they they just lost it. Like there were times where it was close, but then the other team just kind of pulled away late in the game or it came down to the wire and then the Tigers just hadn't been able to get that clutch shot just yet to put them on top in the win. And I think that's those are, will come later on in the season as well. But you know, again, this is a team that that's very young. This is a new team. They're getting to know each other. They're starting to get a rhythm together. It's now a question of can they put it together in this grueling ASC conference, which seems to be among the most, I don't want to say underrated, but certainly, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize the toughness of the ASC conference. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the teams in this conference are very, are so evenly matched that every year it's going to be, you know, a, a dogfight just to get into that final tournament, uh, that conference tournament, that is. But uh, one of the keys to the game as they face off with the Warhawks here at Arnellis Gymnasium will be eliminating the slow starts. You cannot come out and kind of be stagnant and wait 10 or 12 minutes to go on a run. I mean, you, you have to be able to jump out early, especially – since this is a team that is, number one, playing at a much faster pace than they were last year, and number two, they're down a player in Chris Haynes, who has been a huge, huge uh, impact player for them over the last uh, couple of years. He's been a big piece for them. And that leads to now my second point, my second key for 
uh, our men's squad is that how will you generate easy points? One of the benefits of having Chris Haynes is that he is an anchor in the paint offensively. He is leading this team in scoring right now at, at 14 points per game. And he generates easy baskets and he opens things up for everyone else. But now with him out, it's going to be up to ETBU to find a way to get some easier points. Can they get him in transition? Can they get them in quick sets, seven to 10 seconds into the shot clock? If it ends up being kind of a half court possession, how quickly and efficiently can they get easy points? Number three, three point shooting. Somebody's got to step up and start knocking down the threes. Uh, that's something that an area that they've kind of really not put together quite as much so far this season, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to generate shots from beyond the arc. And last and certainly but not least, who's going to come in off the bench and provide that spark? It's kind of been a different guy. Sometimes it's been Jaden Connor. Sometimes it's been Jaden Williams. It's been Logan Blow as well. Who's going to be that guy that's going to give them that extra effort now that Haynes is kind of sidelined until next week or so? But that's what I got for you. And if they do kind of what we outlined here today, they should come away with this win against the Warhawks. Expect to see Kevin Charles and Charlie Cochran play the post position as much as well. But Coach Lovell obviously will have to figure out a way to work around a, a tough loss for Chris Haynes, who's out with an ankle sprain, unfortunately. At least one game. He might be able to return on Saturday when they take on Harden-Simmons, but that's to be determined. So for the time being, though, Haynes is out, but not. But he will be back later on in the season. All right, folks, uh, we got a good game plan. We got two really good games. The women's team back at home for the first time all season long. They're excited. I know that all their families and head coach Blake Garbagas is very excited as well. And then you have the men's team who will be playing later on. And Mark T. Robinson, of course, you'll be on the mic for those games as well. Can't wait to hear your analysis throughout. And we should be in for some good ones. Any final thoughts on what we can expect from both teams? Well, my final thoughts is this. Tune in to the ETBU Sports Nets because we are going to be having a lot of fun this weekend with the matchups. First, McMurray, then Harden Simmons. And I'm looking forward to seeing our ladies go 9-0 and to keep building on that historic start. <laughs> and for the men's team, I'm looking for a big bounce back win for Chris as he's out on the sidelines. Wait. But my last thoughts, go Tigers. Win one for the 33, as I like to think of. All right, that is Mark T. Robinson. I'm Kenneth the K-Rock Coin. That's going to do it for our pregame show here uh, on the ETBU Sportsnet, presented by our sponsors at Marshall Hometown Tire. We will be back later on for more analysis on the ETBU men's and women's basketball teams. So, folks, until then, Mark T. Robinson, I'm Kenneth the K-Rock Coin. We'll see you guys next time on the ETBU Sportsnet. This is the Texas Tiger Podcast.